You do not have to suffer silently or alone. 1212 Ministries has resources available to your church so that you can get plugged in and find community. No matter what stage of this journey you're in, we want to equip the church to come alongside of you and support you as you navigate this season. Please reach out to 1212 Ministries to learn more about how your church can get connected. Gabby, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Nicole. I'm so, so honored to be here. I am so excited just for this opportunity, just to chat with you today. So thank you so much for doing this. Definitely. Super stoked. So you guys, let me tell you about Gabby because, okay, one, she's so amazing. And side note, she has this like awesome book and devotional Um and so we'll talk about that later, but she's just so talented. She's so amazing, has a heart and a passion just for all of the things. But I got to meet her at an event, um, shout out to Nameless Collaborative. And just yes. like, I just knew that there was something about her that was just so special. And I could just see that the Lord was like, he was doing something in and in, in through her. And so you guys, I just knew that she would just be the perfect person for us to talk to um, today. And then too, it's like, we're probably going to talk about so many things. So let's get ready. (laughs) You're so sweet. That was quite an intro. But so true. So, so true. Okay, Gabby, can you tell us a little bit just about you and, and your sweet family? Absolutely. I do have a very sweet family. So I am married to my husband of 11 years, Benjamin. Um, We're actually originally from Colorado and now we live in Dallas and I have two amazing kids. I have a seven, almost eight-year-old named Emmanuel and a five-year-old daughter named Serafina. Emmanuel, we adopted from Ethiopia about six years ago. So we have a colorful, beautiful, very energetic family. Um, My husband has a little publishing company. I'm an entrepreneur and a mom, and I'm glad that I get to combine those things all at the same time. But we're just taking one step at a time and living this crazy life we've been given. So I'm thankful. So good. And I love how you kind of tied all of those things in together. And so would you consider yourself a multi-passionate? Have you heard that word before? Yes, girl. It's actually (laughs) kind of a problem. (laughs) Definitely multi-passionate. No, you're not. No, no. (laughs) Okay, good. Love, love, love that. Okay. So I would love to just really just jump in and just talk about this concept of keeping our light shining and our light burning in the midst of suffering and difficult seasons. Cause as we are kind of still in the season of COVID and just like, I know everybody had dreams and expectations of just what the year was going to look like and what their life is going to look like. And I would love for you just to like, kind of speak on that and just kind of share your thoughts on, on how we can, you know, just continue to keep going and and pressing through, even through the challenges. You bet. Absolutely. It's interesting that suffering has become one of my favorite things to talk about. And people can kind of look at me sideways when I say that, but really it is such a rich opportunity to know Jesus 
And no one really wants to invite suffering into their life. In fact, in our culture, we so want to chase comfort and stability and all of those things that just make us feel at ease. Um, But suffering is our chance to really walk in the shoes that Jesus walked in Mm -hmm. and also to just know him at a deeper level. And I think instead of running away from grief and running away from or hiding from whatever suffering you're going through, just opening up that space to encounter Jesus in a new way, because there's a depth of how you can get to know him when you're suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's so, so beautiful. You think about him taking these beatings and being betrayed by his friends and being nailed to a cross. And he's our great high priest who is well acquainted with grief. And why does the word tell us that? It's because we also get betrayed by friends and we experience trauma and there's so much pain in this world and we're acquainted with grief, but this is our savior. And he has chosen to be an intimate relationship with us. And there's like this really, really beautiful sense of joy that you can find when you're in the midst of suffering. Um, So it's definitely one of my favorite topics. I think in the past year, like you said, with COVID, um, it's been very eye-opening for me, um, just on the level of trauma, because we've experienced like a collective trauma as a society, as a world really Mm -hmm. over the past year. And I felt like the Lord really set me up to just have a unique perspective on it. Not that I've enjoyed it all the way, (laughs) because I definitely haven't, but being an adoptive mom, um, for any adoptive or foster parents out there, it comes with you, you take on your child's trauma as well. So we have learned a lot about early childhood trauma and how that can affect your brain, um, your body, so many different things. And I've learned so much more about trauma than I ever thought that I was going to learn. And then we experienced COVID hit and everyone was isolated and Mm -hmm. everyone was freaking out because they had to homeschool their kids and (laughs) everyone was worried about money. And then all like the George Floyd thing happened and that Mm -hmm. totally devastated so many people in this nation as well. And seeing that collective trauma happening, it was just a traumatic year. Yes. And seeing from the perspective of like, this is what trauma has done to my son's brain, basically. Mm -hmm. And this is how, this is what it takes to help him recover. What it takes, honestly, is this unconditional connection, this unconditional Mm -hmm. safety Mm -hmm. shown day after day after day. And we cannot find unconditional connection, unconditional safety outside of God. Like I will never, ever be able to provide that completely for my son. Thank God that God is his father. 
um, and we'll fill in all the gaps. I do my best, but you know, parents, we fail all the time. Um, but it's been beautiful for me to compare that to my own internal um, suffering over the past year and even outside of that. And then to see my friends who are hurting, um, whether it's from they lost a job or whether because it's racial injustice, all of those things that are so traumatic and there's this deep, deep need for empathy and connection. And that is just what I'm so passionate about right now is creating safe spaces, spaces for people to know that they're seen and that they're still loved, to know that they're heard and their voice matters and to understand that they are precious. So that is definitely, definitely my passion at the moment is that being seen, providing safe spaces, and also teaching other people how to have that empathy and how to help others feel seen and heard and safe. Yes, I love all of that. <laughs> so what, I guess, then what, what are some practical ways that we can begin to, to have, um, you know, that we can em- empathize with, with others? Because I am so guilty. I'm guilty of a, a really lot of, I have a laundry list of things, but I know that I sometimes struggle with that. You know, I just, you know, I, I'm like, oh, why are you doing it this way? Or why, you know, mm-hmm. how, what are some practical ways that we can? Yes. Honestly, I think the first step is being empathetic with yourself. And that is something that I really had to kind of shed a lot of this like religiosity that I had mm, yeah. from growing up of like, only think of others, only think of others. Unfortunately, for a lot of people that's been to the detriment of their own soul. And I know that that has happened to me. And so I have had to really dig deep into my own healing from my own traumas. And my son provided that opportunity for me too to see like, I'm broken, just like he's broken. And I, I need healing and I need empathy and I need kindness and connection. So once I started, I mean, I go, I go to therapy. I'm totally a fan of therapy. Me too. Um, I have a support group. Um, and I, I want people to know like you're, you're worth taking care of in that way. And once you start seeing yourself in this new light of like, I'm worthy of compassion, I'm worthy of empathy. I don't know about you, but I'm like this perfectionist. And for so long, I just did everything that I could to make sure that my kids and my husband were okay. To the point where I was like literally in bed sick because my body couldn't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's just not what the Lord intended for us. And I found myself also feeling bitter towards people who had problems. Cause I'm like, your problems are nothing compared to my problems. (laughs) And that's like, such a not compassionate way to live, but it's because I wasn't being compassionate to myself. So my self-talk has changed my ideas of like um, the fact that I'm worth taking care of have changed significantly. And then you start having a lot more tenderness, I think automatically for other people, because you've taken the time to address the pain in you, to feel what it feels like, 
And then when you see someone else hurting, you not only have compassion and empathy for them, you potentially also have ways that you can help them in the same way that you have been helped. Yes, that's beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Of course. What a wonderful perspective is to look in first. Mm -hmm. So then you can take care of others. Love that. Yes. Yes. So I, and I want to ask you too, is that why do you think that we have this just perspective of like that we should not suffer or that, you know, when we get into that suffering, you know, mode, like, oh, things are hard. This is happening. You know, Mm -hmm. if, if it happened to Jesus, why do we think that it's not going to happen to us? Because again, I'm so guilty. I'm, I'm always like this. I'm like, oh, this is hard. I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think our culture and our society has Ooh. a lot to do with it. I've, yeah. I've, lived, I've lived in other parts of the world. I've traveled extensively. I lived in China for a while. And like the church in China, for example, suffering is like, you walk into being a believer and you, you know, you're going to suffer. It's, it's like a non-option, but here we're so, like I said, we're so conditioned to want and expect comfort. And even in the church, it's, it's really melted into the church. That idea of suffering is bad. Um, I know for me, I've had to spend a lot of time deconstructing this idea that when I'm going through a hard time, it's because I did something wrong because that is not biblical. It's just not, but the way that I was raised in church and the religious words that were used around me basically trained me that if something's going wrong in my life, I've done something wrong. When in fact, suffering is exactly what produces character in you. It's what produces hope in you. Um, And it's actually an honor to go through suffering. But um, yeah, our society, our culture, the norm is that you're going through a hard time, do whatever you can to get out of it, which also messes up with messes with empathy because (laughs) you can tell someone like this is happening and it's so hard. And they're like, okay, here's ABC. This is how you fix it. And you're like, I really didn't want you to tell me that I wanted you Mm -hmm. to say, wow, tell me more about how that feels. Or that sounds extremely difficult. Can I give you a hug? Like there's that disconnect of just sitting with someone in their pain and being present with them. Like having that presence, like Jesus is present with us is such an honor to be able to do that for others too. Gabby, that was so powerful. Oh my goodness. I that was, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm almost speechless. Cause I was like, wow, that was, I loved, loved, loved what you just said. That Aww. was so good. That was so good. Just about how our one hour culture really just, you know, plays a huge, a huge part of it. But I thought what was so beautiful and really just like my heart (laughs) was touched when you said it is, it's a privilege to go through this, you know, because of, and I want to read Romans three. 
Yeah, I'm sorry, Romans 5, 3 through 5. But just like yeah. how all of these things kind of happen and flows and, and comes together when you are in suffering. Um, but it says, we also glory. Oh, I'm sorry. Also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Ah, it's just so good, isn't it? I know it's so good. I'm like, such, such a great reminder. Oh man. So good. Yeah. I think the cool thing that I love, one of the cool things I love about that scripture, I could talk about the scripture all day, but it says rejoice in your sufferings at the beginning. And then near the end, it says produces hope. Like Mm -hmm. the dichotomy of that suffering ends up with hope. That's what we're missing. Like we're missing that richness in the, in the church of like, don't turn away from your own suffering or the suffering of others, because this is really where hope arises because God's love is important to our hearts. There's it's this upside down idea of how suffering is the thing that actually creates hope. And what are we hoping for? Ultimately what we're hoping for is eternity and Mm -hmm. being with Jesus forever. And we have this skewed idea that, we're these powerful beings that have to accomplish something extraordinary while we're on this earth. But there are people who are bedridden their entire lives and there are people who have chronic pain and there, there are people who have been traumatized and their lives matter no less than those who are making a million dollars or running huge ministries. And it's, I think in that suffering is this, sacred space that is so um, invalidated oftentimes in our church society and our culture that Mm -hmm. we need to bring it back because it's so beautiful and that's where it's where hope lives like it's literally where hope (laughs) lives yes okay Gabby what would you say to just that person who really is feeling just hopeless and they are just like in the depth of just like a trial or, or a hard season, you know, maybe what would you say just to encourage them? Uh, it's so hard. <laughs> like it's so hard. And I have, I have been there multiple times and that's another podcast for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but first I would just say like you matter and mm-hmm. I see you and it's okay to feel this way. There's nothing wrong with you. Like you were created to feel all of the feelings. And if you've gone numb, that's okay too. Your body is trying to protect you from pain and that's the way you were created, but you can slowly unravel that pain with Jesus and he can handle it. I had, I had one friend tell me one time that when I'm feeling overcome with grief, just to hold a pillow really close and like pretend that I'm just holding Jesus and ask him to come into that moment. Like, what, what do you have to say to me here? Cause I'm ugly. I'm a mess. My face is wet with tears. I don't, I don't know that anyone else would accept me here, but you, what do you have to say 
to me here. Now, I will also say that there, there is a season that most believers honestly will have to go through, which has been coined the dark night of the soul. Um, St. John of the Cross was the first to coin that phrase in the 16th century. Um, his book is amazing, by the way, for anyone who wants to check it out. But there is a chapter in my book actually called The Dark Night of the Soul. And the interesting thing about that is it's a huge test of your faith. For me, when I've gone through Dark Night of the Soul, there's been a disconnect from being able to experience the presence of God. I'm a very artsy, feely, right brain kind of person. And I had always been able to encounter the Lord's presence, like by choice at any point I chose. Um, and then all of a sudden it was like dead silence, no feels, no warm fuzzies, mm. none of the things. And one, one author, I don't remember which one it was unfortunately at the moment, but he explained the dark night of the soul as like when you're a pilot and autopilot goes out and you have to fly by the instruments, you have to know yeah. like this is true. What God says is true. He's for me. He's not against me. He's with me. His angels are surrounding me. Whatever it is in your in the moment of your despair that you are lacking, find a promise in the word of God that fights that despair and speaks against the lie, even if you don't feel it. Like speak it out loud. I literally have scriptures written and painted on my wall in my office <laughs> that I just put there out of desperation. Like, okay, this is how I feel. I feel nothing. I don't know where you are. I don't hear your voice, nothing, but this is what, this is what your word says. And I'm choosing to believe that that is true Yes, and it's painful and it's hard and that's okay. It doesn't mean you're doing something wrong, but you are getting refined Absolutely. Yeah. And even if you can't feel it, God is near and he sees you and he's holding you and he loves you and he cares about every single tiny little aspect of your life. Love it. I'm encouraged. Like I am so encouraged. I'm, I'm encouraged. so glad. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I can keep going. It's going Aww. to be all right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So thank you for that. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for Absolutely. just hanging out and just chatting today. We please let everybody know, like, where can they find you online and maybe share some of your resources if you have them, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, my book is called The Footsteps of a Dreamer, Dare to Step into Your God Dream. And there is a workbook that goes along with it called The Dreamer's Atlas. It's an 11 week quest through the footsteps of a dreamer. Um, you can find those on Amazon or on my website. My website is gabiruth.com, G-A-B-I-R-U-T-H.com. I'm a huge Instagram person. So <laughs> you'll see me writing content on Instagram pretty much every day. Um, and I talk a lot about this topic on my Instagram right now. So I am at gabiruth, G-A-B-I-R-U-T-H on Instagram. And those are, those are the best places to find me. If you're on clubhouse, I am on clubhouse now too. Yeah. So you can is. find me there. Same Gobby Ruth. 
I'm Gabby Ruth everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. I will include those links in the show notes for sure. But I have Great. your final two questions because this po- podcast is all about Matthew 516 and just letting yes. your light shine. And I truly believe God uses our story just to change the world. So how did your puzzle pieces lead you to where you are today? You know, Every single step has seemed so confusing, (laughs) but in the midst of it all, every puzzle piece has fit together. So I, I know that God started working with me when I was little and protected me from so many things that could have taken me out. Um, and looking back, even though it's been difficult and challenging, I see the immense blessing it's been to walk through what I've been through so that I can serve the way that I have such a heart to serve now. Yes. So good. Okay. And I think you do an amazing job at just shining bright and not hiding your light for the kingdom. Have you always been that way? And what can you share with us just to encourage and help us? Yes, always. <laughs> so I, I think like everyone, I've had my ups and downs. I think um, one thing that I've, I've always had inside of me is grit and tenacity. Yes. And I definitely credit that to Jesus because there are moments in my story where I should have given up and I didn't. And I'm like, you're, you're crazy crazy but um I kept going and I would say my encouragement would be that it's not all up to you it's just not God's gonna take you on detours you never expected but he can be trusted and where you end up is gonna be more beautiful than you could have imagined so amazing my mouth just like dropped open (laughs) I was like oh my gosh you're talking you're talking you're exactly so cute today. <laughs> <laughs> well good nicole <laughs> appreciate you so much you are so amazing and i cannot wait to see what again just how the lord continues just to bless you and your family i appreciate you thanks for being on the show today thank you so much nicole <laughs>